Hello, everyone. It's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm Adriano Magnifico. I'm the host of Adventures in Careerland, and we're broadcasting from the Louis Riel Arts and Tech Center, and that's a place where there are 13 applied and apprenticeship programs. These are spaces where students come to better their skills, to figure out what they can do, to think about how they can participate in an economy that's on fire. It's a great place, and one of these great programs is called the Broadcast Media Program. Yay. Yay. And I work with two students from that broadcast media program, and that's Mr. P, Mr. Plaint, Inc., who allows them to participate in this program mm -hmm. and to get extra experience by doing a podcast of this value and this quality and this scope and potential. Ooh. Isn't that right, sir? Yep. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it's a special edition because this is the 50th podcast. What you don't have something? Wait, you wait, wait! We gotta, yay. we gotta wait! Yay! Applause. Oh wait, wait! I got the applause! I got the applause! Okay. Yay! Yeah. Awesome. Oh, it's Look at this! It's the fiftieth <laughs> podcast. Everybody, please sit down. Please sit down. Thanks very much. <laughs> but this is a special. It's hard to believe we've done fifty podcasts of this, oh. and I've been working with different producers, but um, each semester because students work through the broadcast media program, work with me. Uh, work with Mr. Plating. Uh, they graduate and they go on to work and more education in other places. I'm always a beneficiary of tremendous skilled and intelligent students. And I think this program may be the smasheroo. I that's, think this may be. Word. I think this I think, one. I think that's the worst word you've ever Okay. So this, this, this one is the showstopper, I think. I think the 50th edition is the showstopper. And holy smokes, super happy to have Andre Boisjoli, one of our producers. How are you, Andre? I'm doing good, but I always have stories. This morning, I got uh, into an impromptu escape room. So that was fun. Uh, I got locked into my ba my bathroom. <laughs> Did I say that we had an intelligent group of producers? <laughs> I'm, not, you, I'm not sure. I, mm, I don't think, no. But you did say, oh, no, actually, I think you said we're very intelligent at some point. Like, we're yeah, smart or yeah. something. Yeah, maybe just we got take it. the compliment. Just, just take it. Yeah, just yeah. move on. Holy Anyways, smokes. I got trapped in my bathroom. Uh, the door handle stopped working. So that was fun. Uh, I screamed. How does a door handle stop working? It just <laughs> stops working, CJ. I don't know. That's a St. Adolf thing. It's called it an outhouse. They don't even have a washroom. <laughs> they go out in the uh, bush. Yeah. And they have to do their... Uh, their due diligence. Mm -hmm. So I was stuck in the woods. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, I had to get my mom. She passed a screwdriver under the door, like I, like I, like I'm in a jail cell or something. And uh, I uh, tried to uh, take the pins out of the door. That didn't work. And then, ah, I have a screwdriver. Let's try to get take the screws out of the door handle. And it worked. And I got out. It took half a, an, a half hour. And I missed the doctor's appointment. Well, I got to say, for a guy who is stuck, I've heard of people getting stuck in elevators yeah. or, you know, for a guy, it, 
that would be a good place to be stuck because you look fantastic. You must have put extra moisturizer on. Yeah, I mean, you had the time. Exactly. Your exactly. hair looks combed. Oh, I know. Thanks. It looks like you've done. Exactly. You don't have to worry about having to go to the bathroom because yeah. it's right there. It's right there. CJ, have a look at this guy. Doesn't he look spectacular? I that's, I worked hard this morning to get this. Oh, I know. And that's almost a makeover in the mm-hmm. washroom. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And of course, our other producer, who's not with us in the studio, is feeling a little ill. CJ identifies they, them. How are you, CJ? I'm doing all right. A lot better than I was on, uh, what was it, like Friday when I first got sick. Well, yeah. And you were, you've been out for a while then. Uh, and this wasn't a COVID thing. You're just plain sick. Yeah, because, like, I have, no, this this is going to uh, be on the contrary as to how I'm sick right okay, now, but a, I have a really You're not going to talk system. about washrooms again, are you, or like this guy? Or, <laughs> no, okay. I have a good immune system, so when I ah. do get sick, since I'm, like, never sick, it hits me super mm, hard compared yeah. to other people, just because I'm oh. not used to being sick. All right, so your cells are sitting around thinking, they're sitting around having you know, a mint julep, maybe a cigar, and they're thinking, oh, what is this? And they're not ready for it because you're never sick. Yeah. I think there's a Disney movie in here, in this somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. About the cells Isn't being that unprepared. Jones? About what? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so these are these are a couple of amazing stories for the 50th edition. Mm-hmm. There's a 50 edition. I, I can't even believe we've had amazing. 50 stories go on here. I know. This is it's amazing. Not the golden age. This is, uh, what is the 50th? I don't know. When, you, when you're married for 50 years, what does that mean? I guess it's, silver, uh, it's not the silver. I think silver is 25. Must be gold or platinum or something, something. like that. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll have to look that up. That's a, again, our Cracker Jack team completely prepared on top of it's our gold, game. Gold. Okay, somebody look it up nice. on, the, uh, on the cell phone. CJ, yeah. nobody's watching you. Look up on the cell phone. That's right. I did. I did. It's gold. <laughs> it's gold. Thank <laughs> you. you thank you. All right. It's perfect. And on this day, on this, I don't know, on this, again, it's a humdinger of a show, our 50th, because we have a special guest. And she is in the studio with us. How often do we get that? <laughs> because you're in the studio, and like, uh, she's also going to get our commemorative and practically useful Adventures in Careerland sweatshirt. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh okay. So it, coming into the studio, oh benefits has its rewards. Like oh, yes. the program has its rewards when you partake of us in person. So this amazing. is awesome. Oh it's my amazing. Goodness. I feel yes. so honored. <laughs> Will, and I'm speaking about Raven Zacharias. How are you, Raven? And thanks for coming today. I'm feeling great this morning. It's a little uh, doomy and gloomy outside, but I feel like it's pretty bright and chipper here in the studio. So I'm, I'm liking the vibes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's I good. I you for an ad. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah t- take pictures, get sound bites, move on. Uh, <laughs> now, she comes from us. She's, she's relatively uh, uh, new to the teaching profession because she is studying to be a teacher, but she's had an interesting and varied life. So she came from St. Mary's Academy. Talk about your St. Mary's Academy life. And you graduated in 2014, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. And you, it it was interesting how we spoke yesterday. I always talk to the guests the day before Mm -hmm. and we just talk about whatever, we just go off on tangents. You talked about the St. Mary, you're a top student. Yeah. You're smart, intelligent, St. Mary's, but it just, didn't quite feel right to you. Explain that. I thought that was a fascinating conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, actually. So um, I my, my mom is Filipino. She's an Asian immigrant. So um, she really wanted the best for me and for our family. And she herself, you know, uh, struggled a lot to get to where she is. She's a nurse currently. And 
um, and education was always very, very important to her. Um, so she and my father decided to put me in uh, an all-girls um, academy, um, and I was super excited that I got in, and I'm super excited to be there, but uh, one of the things that was I didn't expect was this pressure to perform uh, academically. Um, there is just this this huge weight on your shoulders, even as a kid, uh, of expectation from your parents, from from the school itself, as as um, as an organization, as an administration, uh, for you to to reach this level of academic um, ideal, right? To do not just your best, but better than that constantly. And despite performing fairly well, there was always this this fear of falling off that pedestal, of being imperfect, of not being, you know, the person who's getting the highest grades. Like I'd come home and go, oh, I got a 96. My mom would go, but was that the highest grade? Was what it 100? four points did you miss? Yeah, what did you miss? <laughs> and, you know, and she she was always super supportive and lovely. And I'd always get my test signed with a, like, love mommy because, like, she, she was really supportive. But there's still that, like, underlying undertone of, you, you need do to more. do better. Yes. And and it, it was just ingrained within the school as well. And not only were they expecting you to be academically bright and brilliant, but they were like, you know, you need to be head of the human rights team. You need to be part of the missions club. You need to be a part of all of these events and activities, sports, um, um, art shows, like, and which is great for experience, but also hard when you're 14 and trying to figure out who you are when you're pulled in so many different directions. So yeah. how, you got great marks, though. You left there with awards, yep. like the exit stuff. So you did great. Yeah. Mom was super happy, for sure. For and sure, Dad, yeah. Prouder than peaches, I'm telling you. Yep. So when you achieve <laughs> academically, that's that's a great thing, isn't it? Like it when is, you achieve yeah. academically. But it, it did help when going to university to get scholarships to have some of that support going forward. Yeah, so you have to go through yeah. those hoops. What oh, I'm yeah. saying is you have to go through those hoops anyway sometime, right? But mm -hmm. this is an interesting thing you're talking about, because I taught in a private school for a while, yeah. and I felt I felt the pressure from parents. Yeah. A parent-teacher interview was, um, get your holsters loaded with information <laughs> about students. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I got the wrong metaphor. But it's just be ready and, yeah. and be able to talk. And then I went to a public school, night and day, about about the interview, about not every parent coming uh, mm -hmm. needing all the information where I could be more generic and general, where in, I thought in the private schools, teachers have to, have to really, really work mm -hmm. hard with you guys and understand that now she doesn't use the passive voice very well. Like you got to get that specific very sometime, detailed. right? Yep. And I'm an ELA guy. So well, I, yeah. I got into it. Well, yeah, well, private schools, right? The parents are paying for it, right? Yeah. And then well, we're all paying for it. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. All the At time. At the end of the day, we're yeah, all paying for it. You guys don't see it. I, I like it. <laughs> oh, you're paid for private school. Serious. You're also paying for public school children let's yes. be clear yeah anyway but that's where uh it's an interesting thing have yeah. you noticed you you're at the public school now you're watching it you're behind yeah. the scenes you're in a practicum working in the arts <laughs> and tech center uh what would you say are we is the public school too lax or is the private school too hard and would a happy medium be the best well in in your estimation what do you think because this is a neat yeah it's a neat scenario so i think in my opinion like a happy medium is the way to go and it really depends on the school like i've been a, in a few schools right like um previously to coming to atc i worked at rb russell for three years i was at children of the earth for a year i tutored at st john's high school um i volunteered in a couple of different schools around the city or no friends from them and and each school is, has its very own different ecosystem and so i think where where a school can excel whether you're private or public is 
in their supports for student beyond the academic field and even beyond the recreational field, right? You want to be there to support them and help them figure out who they are. Mental health, I know like it's it's talked about quite a lot nowadays, but it should be constantly there um, and expressed over and over again that taking care of yourself mentally is going to prevent that burnout, prevent, you know, that that level of worry, you know, being open and understanding of the different, you know, obstacles that others face, especially when you're when you're a student, you know, like uh, once you're a bit older, you start thinking, oh, like it wasn't that big of a deal back in high school. But when you're in it, that is such a big and overwhelming feeling to not know what's going on. That's a great point, Raven. Yeah. The mental health scenarios in school are are just compounding. And it's mm -hmm. interesting. I just came from a school in Louisville School Division where a girl wants to be a doctor. Mm -hmm which is a, ver a very commendable thing. And she walked into the guidance, this is the story I was told yesterday, talked to one of the guidance people or student services people, and she says, I can't be a doctor anymore. And they go, well, why? I just failed the test. <laughs> I went, and, and of course I'm thinking, really? I, I, you can still be a doctor. It's okay to fail a test, but there's that level of pressure and achievement that school gives to, some students just blindly go through it, the 70 percenters, mm -hmm. right? I was a 70, 80 percenter kid in mm -hmm. high school, and I didn't worry about it as much. I tried to achieve, but I know I, know I wouldn't get the exit awards. Mm -hmm. You got the exit awards, which is cool. You must have been working like a dog, but you're also really smart. Yeah. I worked hard, but wasn't as smart as you. I was also very mentally unwell <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> but that's the point I'm making. Here's um, a girl yeah. thinking, I have to throw away my, my plan because of an yeah. hour test I took and didn't pass it for the first time. She's I think got that's this the bad thing about the school system is they yeah. they push your mindset to start thinking like that because you just rely like your worth and everything mm -hmm. on those tests. So if you fail a test, then you're like, okay, I just must not be smart or something. Or like, I don't deserve to go into the career that I want to go into just because I couldn't do this one test that might help me get into that career. Yeah. And, and actually, that's a really great point because um, one of the first things that they had us do at Red River for the teaching program is talk about our teaching philosophies and who we want to be as teachers. And one of my mantras or one of my main uh, topics that I talk about constantly, other than a careers and vocational focus, um, happens to be teaching students to fail and fall gracefully. That failure does not mean the end because at the end of the day, tenacity is a much more important um trait to have than perfection, in my opinion. I think the ability to get back up and try again and, you know, have a bit of humility, be able to dust yourself off and keep trying because that's what you want is so much more important than getting it right. Maybe the first time, depending on the situation, you know, I mean, obviously, of course, of you know, course, of course. but yeah, that tenacity is so, so important. That's a great point. Tenacity is a great word. And mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Sometimes we grab mantras from business too and, and startups. Mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of startup work. We have the Tigers Den. We do lots of entrepreneurship work with the Junior Achievement Program. And uh, my attitude isn't fail fast, fail often. My mantra is fail fast, fix it fast. <laughs> it's get at it. Like it's totally okay to mess up. I love the mess up. I even wrote a master's thesis about revision, uh, just about the study of revision and how it works. Mm -hmm. Revision turns your work. Uh, and when you think of revision, revision is kind of a fail. It didn't work out the way you want, so I'm going to fix this. And that's what turns your work. In, in, in the thesis, it was that's what turns your work into gold, mm -hmm. how often you revise it and think about it and leave it alone and come back to it and mm -hmm. those kinds of things. I love that. I love that. Tenacity is huge.
Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're a tenacious person now? Have you overcome some of those things? <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. And, yeah, and, and, um, and you feel more at peace with learning because that puts pressure on you to learn and you're not enjoying learning anymore. You're, it's a no. means to an end, right? Yeah. Well, no, I know like um, I don't know if it was like a big fish, small pond experience, but in the schools before heading to my high school, I I did really well and people were very kind about it. They didn't care. They didn't try to push you off your pedestal. They were very like, oh, that's just what you like because they could see I genuinely enjoyed learning it was it was fun for me memorizing and 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 writing i loved essays i loved organization and structure it was just something about me that was a nerdy thing that i i enjoyed once i got to high school my first year was actually really quite nice but as soon as i put myself up and like i guess they had like a like a scholarship or leader i didn't even know they, the they were just roll, like the here you go honor roll. honor roll and suddenly i had these other people going so did you study last night what did you do what did you get in your grade and then suddenly it became this competition i'm like i don't want to make this a competition this was like a safe, joyful thing for me. Now it's not. And now I'm scared. Now there's like all this pressure. And, and then it just got worse year after year because as you get closer to grade 12, suddenly everyone's like, you know, what's your future? Like you need to make sure to get those grades if you want to get into this program or that program. And it keep just, your oh, options open. Keep your options Take open. Take all the sciences. Oh the, oh, the mental anguish I had between like, because my mom's a nurse. So she's like, you should be a nurse. You should go into medicine. Uh, my dad, who's more on the art side, business side is like, yeah, do what you want. You know, you can, you can do some great things. And so then there's me sitting there going, okay, do I take tri-sci or do I follow my heart and do drama and I do the arts? Like, how can I make all of this fit into who I am? And also, is this who I am or is this what my, is this what my parents expect me to be? Like, when I, when I moved on from high school, I went to uh, University of Winnipeg for psychology and I thought, oh, psych's like a mix of arts and sciences, then both my parents will be happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at the end of the day, I don't think either of them really cared much <laughs> well well they didn't care in the end about that, as long yeah. as you were learning like yeah. like as yeah. long as you were going and learning so higher education you, you left st mary's academy obviously with those marks you're going to university yep that's what life is oh yeah even though i've worked with some great students who came here and then went to university after mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of research that shows economies need obviously the university types i i think there's a seven to one ratio by kevin fleming i believe from the University of California or something, where he says for every PhD or master's program to make an economy run at its optimum, for every PhD and master's program, you need two undergrad degrees Mm -hmm. and seven diplomas or certificates Mm -hmm. that make the economy go. And if you get both, you will not want for work. If you go get a diploma somewhere and a university degree and you combine them and you're strategic about it, you will never want for work. You'll have the you'll have the skills the economy is looking for mm. in perpetuity, which is kind of neat. Yeah. I, I like that. So you went to say you, you went to well, you were you were thinking law or medicine, right? Mostly because of at parents. The first, yeah. Were, were those outside forces kind of working on you, or yeah, you just definitely. thought? Because yeah. when you when you leave St. Mary's, you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, don't you? Like most people want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an a engineer. Bit, a little bit, yeah. I, well, yeah, I've known I know a couple of engineers. Yeah, it's. That's pretty pretty much the norm. There's a little few outliers where you can kind of tell, like, oh, she's definitely going to be like a graphic artist, or she's definitely going to be uh, a hockey player, you know. Like, but yeah, lawyer and doctor was a pretty safe and unassuming choice. Like, if you were to say that, no one bats an eyelash. But if you say something else, they might press you further because they're confused. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you get now? So you did you finish a degree at university? Yep, I finished. Okay. And, um, and, and what yeah. connected to you there where you thought, oh, this is the stuff I really want to get into? <laughs> um, so I just like psychology in general, like the study of people, study of the mind. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my first 
year two. Actually, by my first year, I did. I had a I had a partner at the time, um, and he wanted to go to Waterloo for optometry. So I thought, oh, what psychology programs are in Waterloo? Oh, there's organizational psychology. Now that's cool. You know, yeah. the psychology of structure and businesses and and how um, the administrative flow and hierarchy runs within systems. And I thought, wow, that's really cool because that's a combination of both people and and business, which I was kind of considering going into, you know, HR, something along those lines, uh, even through a vein of psychology. Right. Um, by the end of my degree, I actually had completed a honors thesis for your honors. Um, and my thesis was with the workplace bullying and mistreatment prevention program at the University of Winnipeg uh, on workplace bullying in schools, <laughs> actually. Ironically, a little bit since I'm becoming a teacher. In schools, in high schools, or elementary schools? Uh, I believe it was schools in general. Um, and it did was... you discover there's a lot of bull? Now this was among the employees, right? <laughs> yes, correct. So yeah. we know what goes on in schools, right? We know mm -hmm. kids bully kids, and they and and we try to work with them, and and uh, we try to make better environments. Um, you did it with the employees. There's yes. bullying going on between the employees. Yeah. And what was your great discovery? Da -na -na. Uh, that it that it happens <laughs> it happens uh it happens uh you know via gender via sexuality um with uh different power dynamics um it happens between the teachers and admin admin and parents parents and teachers students and teachers physically emotionally verbally it happens um and unfortunately i feel like that's that is an existence in in most workplaces to some degree yeah um, for sure for sure so it was just interesting to see uh, the unique challenges that that teachers possessed. Um, so what yeah. were the recommendations from your thesis? So for mine, I was more just a qualitative analysis. And yeah. from that information, then um, they were going to be taking that to create further recommendations based on that information. So here's what we're finding is going on. We're going to create something later to help support those pretty in the cool. system. And, yeah. and I guess when you do a thesis, like when I did mine, yeah. <laughs> it influences everything I did with a student when I was teaching the LA. Yeah. So this must this must color everything you do. Yeah. When you it's... think about it. In your interactions with people and in your interactions with students. So that's why people go to university to mm -hmm. to reflect, to think, to research, to study, to gather, uh to 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 really think about possibility. Yeah, and, and you felt that way through years. That sounds like an amazing piece of work you did. It was you, it was exciting, yeah. And of time. course, once you finish that honors degree in psychology, um, there's a number of work things you did throughout. I don't mean once you did it, but you, <laughs> yeah. you, you talk about some of the work experiences. Uh, you're a supervisor at Tim Hortons. Come yep. on. And we have Tim Hortons here for the 50th. We do. <laughs> and again, uh, we don't Delicious have LinkedIn. Donuts. We, we we don't have a LinkedIn sponsor and we don't have a Tim Horton sponsor, but no. now maybe we will, right? Maybe, maybe. maybe. Next season. <laughs> Next season, yeah. <laughs> get all those sponsors. Yes, they're oh, just, yeah. they're get, rolling and, in. And then they're get CJ in. to say the the ad for Tim's because <laughs> yeah. we all know how CJ likes Tim's. Yeah, and of course, yes. yeah, go ahead. What's, what is your ad for Tim's? I don't even know what it is. Go. Um, okay, you're really putting pressure on me here. <laughs> on the spot. Uh, well, it sounds I don't know. Just, keywords, just go to keywords. Tim's. They have the best coffee, and okay. they're great. And they got fun donuts. I okay, very good. Fun CJ, donuts. Don't, CJ, don't CJ, get any you, of the Tim okay. Beeps. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Great, CJ, you keep great working on that. Okay? <laughs> I, I want you to keep working on that because we'll, we'll circle you back. Know, we'll it's circle the first back. draft. Yeah. We always talk about first drafts. We need do. a little work, oh, and. Yeah. Uh, I just like it. Uh, just keep working on it, and maybe one day, way, way, well, way down the road, we'll consider <laughs> that. Um, excellent. But that's 
talk about being a supervisor. Like this is a skill set. You develop an interesting skill set is what I'm saying from going mm-hmm. to university, St. Mary's, going to university, maneuvering into the psychology, writing theses. Mm-hmm. What skills are you getting at Tim Hortons that really, that, that, that you still use today? Um, a lot of it had to do with time management, um, learning to connect with coworkers and effectively, but also kindly, because I think that's who I am as a person, communicate what needs to be done. Um, being a supervisor and only like, I think it was like 20, You were a supervisor 21. at 20 at, yeah, at Tim's. So I was really when you, young. When you had to be stern with somebody, an older person, yeah. what was that like? It was, it was hard, but I think at the end of the day, um, I like to be very, fairly ob- objective. And, and soft with the way I approach people. So if there's evidence that something needs to be done um, and you ask kindly and appropriately and with respect, that respect often bounces back to you. So even being young, you know, giving the staff a choice or a voice in what they're what they're saying, what they want to do, you know, like there'd be times where I'd say, hey, are you in the mood to do garbage today? No, nope, I'm doing it then. Don't worry about it. We've got this. We're a team. You be where you need to be, where you can mentally handle this. And it was just learning how to know your staff, know people as people and treat them with respect. And that and, comes from your thesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that, Honestly like, yeah. like like if you've seen that and you've researched and you said this is going on, I can make a difference. Yeah, I can absolutely. do that. I can be better. And so I love the way that you approach that, because I think that's the one thing that a lot of like supervisors or managers do mm -hmm. wrong is they see employees as employees and not just people that like need the same help and mental help and support and everything as like you would. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, CJ, how profound. Well done. (laughs) Also, not to toot my own horn, but I was able to successfully supervise my little brother. That was the most challenging thing. Oh my god! Because he got hired on. It was so cute because uh, so he was working for you. Yeah. So what happened is I, I suggested him. <laughs> I actually suggested quite a few people. I'd always reference my friends and never had any conflicts with friends or family because they they knew I was responsible and I wasn't going to put anything in jeopardy. So, but, but, his, but more importantly, <laughs> yeah. what did you get at Tim's? Did you get free coffee or? Well, uh, each Tim's is different. Do tell because I yeah. plan on working there soon. <laughs> so what did you get that was free? That's all we care yeah, about. Yeah. So each Tim's is run independently, so it really depends on the owners. Our owners, uh, you got free. Free drinks whenever you wanted. I was always so hopped up on caffeine. I don't know how I slept. <laughs> like, I don't drink coffee, but I will drink those French vanillas. I'll put espresso in them. Oh, Ooh, best drink ever, um, CJ. Um, espresso, two shots of sugar, and then fill the rest with chocolate milk. So good. Oh, my goodness. They used that to have, sounds like it would give me a heart attack. They used to have this thing called an iced latte. They don't have it on the menu anymore. And then you add whipped cream on top. Oh, so delicious. And chocolate syrup. It was It was ridiculous, but it was... My favorite drink to make and you could have that for free because it was it was any hot drinks for free and then also anytime you clean the the ice cap machine like you know you have you have to test it right to make yes. sure it worked so <laughs> well you yeah. don't have a pacemaker or anything do you because no. of this experience <laughs> I was 20 i was just down them um <laughs> leftover timbits i was just down enough <laughs> yeah. can i get some help I mean, over I here i'm too. busy have i'm you having seen, a drink have you seen the drive-thru <laughs> ones at tim hortons we needed it <laughs> like we were on the, i was on the one on Dougal near the highway we get truckers early morning oh it was on non-stop for hours yep oh that's amazing yeah. <laughs> so that's an important experience, though, because you're learning how to deal with people mm-hmm. at different ages, especially yes. older oh. folks. Did older folks ever give you a little more, you young whippersnapper, with that kind of voice, too? Yeah, like both both customers that's for CJ, by the way. And, and coworkers. I mean, coworkers, for the most part, fairly kind. Some of the customers got a little weird or entitled. Like, we used to have a few who'd come in, and they just raised their hand up with a peace sign, meaning they wanted their two coffees and they'd sit down. I'm like, we're not that kind of restaurant. Even if we were, you 
Like, you know, that's not how <laughs> there's a line. You like it's not a yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's, it got weird. Said that was a metaphor for something. No, else. no, it was like peace like one two fingers up uh for our two copies and they'd sit in the corner and then like sometimes we'd forget cuz Like for they, me that would be like yeah. double doubled or something or yeah, or, no. or or double double. No, know. their orders were quite complicated and they just expected us to know. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. They were like it was like well, that's cool. weird. They, they, they think they're walking into cheers. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that show? No. I mean, oh my gosh, of course though. Nobody's seeing cheers, right? You know, Have you seen Cheers Raven? I've I've seen I've seen episodes, yes. Okay, good for you. I know Raven. the I know the Now Raven is part. a Gen Z slash millennial. She's at the at the cusp. At, <laughs> at, at the cusp of it. So she has both sides of being Gen Gen Z and millennial Gen X. So or Gen Did Y. Did you get um like an angry customer asking for the manager and then since you weren't like the stereotypical like old manager, did they maybe not respect you as much or something? Uh, yeah, that has happened before. Actually, my favorite ever was, um, so I had, so we were both, there were two supervisors on shift and he, he had just gotten through a, an unfortunate breakup. This is one of my favorite, um, speak to the manager stories. Uh, and so we were both supervisors on that shift, right? So we're both the same level. Maybe he's a bit higher because he'd been there longer, but his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend at the time came in and was like Ooh. demanding to speak to him. And so he just hid in the back and uh, we weren't about to let her go talk to him because that's just weird. Um, and she stood in the lounge. She's like, is he here? Where is he? I know he's here. I'm like, hi, how can I help you today? What would you like to drink? And she went, no, you know why I'm here. I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Would you like to try one of our new Timbits today? <laughs> and she's oh like, I need God. to speak to the manager the right now. Timbits? Yeah. The Timbits? <laughs> the Timbits. Timbits. She's like, I need to speak to the manager right now. And I pointed to my name tag and I went, actually, I'm the supervisor on shift today. Is there anything else I can help you with? Otherwise, I'll take the people behind you as they're waiting very patiently for you to move out of the way. Yeah. And she just stood in the corner for, I think, another, like, 20 minutes. And I just kind of st st stood there and smiled. You're the protector. People. You're the protector. You're the <laughs> yeah, defender. Like way to go. Way You're like a superhero. You're like a superhero. It was, it was one of my favorite stories because, like, oftentimes, for the most part, there was, like, a higher manager on shift. Mm -hmm. So as a supervisor, you just pass it on to the manager. Um, but, yeah, that was good. Oh, the only other time as a supervisor that I, I really enjoyed uh, a moment was someone was being really rude through drive through Like, just... Just unfortunately rude, snappy, like, where's my order? I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, everyone's has bad days, whatever. And then they had the audacity, you'll love this, Mr. Magnifico, to <laughs> hand in their resume through the drive through window after oh berating the, the, the staff. So I, I'm supervisor, so I take well, the resume. I would have asked him and said, oh, we're looking for a paper for the washroom. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. We'll, no, no. we'll put it right on the roll. No, Thank so you just, very much. I took it with a smile and said, I will definitely take this. And I was going to throw it out, but I always, I want to take a look at it first because, you know, the kicker is they had their references, the numbers, all of the detailed information. Yeah, a beautiful resume. No, no. They were missing their name. <laughs> I had a contact with them. I was like, what is today? I'm so because we thought it was like a prank or something, but no, they had like names of the contacts, their numbers, where they were. I was like, I'm just throwing this in the garbage. I know We're who just... gave you that resume. <laughs> so upset. Ed Schmegley. <laughs> what? Ed Schmegley gave you that resume. Another <laughs> reference I don't understand. It no, just... it's okay. Ed Schmegley's my do all. I, that's a name I invented over time. Ed Schmegley was a, is this character. Old references here. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, Ed, it's not even an old reference. It's, it's, like an it's my cartoon joke? character. Oh. Ed Schmegley <laughs> at the Schmegley site. Okay. Who's just a bit of a mess up. He lives in his parents' basement. He's got no friends. Yes, there. yes. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Yes, yes, Mr. Magnifico. So, exactly. I understand exactly. completely. <laughs> but I know, CJ, if you do want to work there, great. Also, they give out scholarships to students who work there. So 
So really? I didn't yes. end up getting one from them. Oh, so really? how much? How much was the scholarship? One K. One K. That's huge, that's CJ. Really, you got to get really your nose nice. into this yeah. place. If if you I'm want a reference, it literally as soon as school is over. Well, if you want a reference, we probably can't give yeah. you one. You're sick all the time. But it's a, uh, it's probably. <laughs> I'll, I'll reference you. I'll see. If I'll, I'll call. Yeah, I'll we'll call manager. Wait, CJ. You know we're in your corner. You know we're in your corner. So if you need that, do it this summer. Why don't you do it, CJ? That's what I plan on doing. Like as soon as school is over and I make sure that there's no more like events that I'm going to be needed for and everything, I'm going to go to the Tim's in uh, St. Vitale Mall. Good. Nice. And uh, s- send it to me. We'll turn that resume into entry-level professional. Yeah. Ooh. We'll make it good. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. very good. Very good. Tell us a few more. Like the Tim Hortons experience is always fun. Yeah. Um, and, and it is an icon. It's kind of cool to, to work in the iconic Canadian yeah, restaurant. Yeah, quintessential Canadian, it is. yeah. It is. Yep. It's, it's kind of crazy, right? Even though it's owned by, what, mm. Brazilians or something? Yeah. What? It's owned by South America. Really? Yeah. Yes. It used to be Canadian. Well, the guy who started it was a hockey player named Tim Hortons. Yeah. And he started it by bringing, do you know any of this story? Uh, a little bit of the background. Where he used to, yep. he's playing hockey for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh-huh. He's making donuts on the side. In the old days, a hockey player had to work a second job to make ends meet, like yeah. kind of like the CFL today. That sounds like <laughs> something from like the 1500s because they get paid so much. I know. T- so much today now, they yeah. have nothing to worry about. They need a financial advisor. But yeah. in those days, Tim Hortons would sell donuts at the ends of games to the hockey players pretty, in, in the dressing smart, room. Though. That's, Amazing know. stuff. Amazing stuff. But the, he, he's a Hall of Famer and his name is, is ubiquitous with donuts now, yeah. right? Around around the world, aren't there some Tim Hortons in in Europe as Don- well? So. Donuts and Tim Beavs. Anyway, enough on Tim Hortons. Hey, <laughs> tell us uh, more about you're an artistic person, and uh, you have a yeah. family background that's very artistic. Talk yep. about where this in St. Mary's did, did did that artistic quality of you flourish, or did you have to get out of there to let to fly out of the nest a little bit and start asserting yourself artistically? Um, honestly, the the programs at at SMA were were quite lovely when it came to art. Uh, my Great. first year, they actually didn't have enough space for me because I think they give priority to their like junior high students who come in. Yeah. So I actually couldn't get into the art program. I got put into drama, which I was fine with. I loved it, but I actually had to. And work. when I say art, I mean the the art, not just art sculpture oh, and, and yeah. painting. The arts. Arts in a, general. A, as a person. An, oh, yeah, an artistic yeah. person. Yeah, so um, they actually had a really great uh, arts program there. A very severe art teacher, but <laughs> wow, she was the foundations and the fundamentals were were very, very. Well, um, that's why the important. drama productions are always amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, I've been to some St. Mary's drama productions. They, they don't mess around. They're almost professional. Yeah, like, I, like yeah. they're amazing. They're amazing. They they really go all out, and yeah, and I've always been a fan of the arts. My dad um, was actually really into the arts growing up. He used to run a puppet show, um, The Beeve and the Colonel, I think. I can't remember what channel. It was on CTV, maybe, but he used to do puppeteering. Wasn't Ed Schmegley on that show? <laughs> Not that no, I'm aware everybody's nodding no, or nodding <laughs> but, yes. Uh, he, he did puppeteering. He was in uh, into animation. He did voiceover work quite a lot, actually. I think my wow. first ever paid gig was a, was a voiceover commercial, like as a kid, that he had me do just because he needed a child's voice and still to this day he'll call me up and go hey i need a i need a voice can you come over and do this for me i'm like yeah absolutely do or do not there is no try <laughs> yeah it's he's quite he's got don't hire good... magnifico for voice acting. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's sent, got some good no, voices he sent his resume to yeah. sesame street he's gonna he's gonna leave us yeah. soon <laughs> community frog here coming to you live from sesame street <laughs> oh my goodness well, anyway that's pretty good 
But uh, yeah, so I've always been like surrounded by by the arts. He used to make little video games for me. He does kind of a bit of foley art. So your dad's effects. playing with you too. As, as a oh, young yeah. kid, your dad is into the arts. He's into oh, creation. Yeah, He's totally. into designing. He's into playing a lot, right? Yeah. What's the effect of having par a parent who wants to play like that? Um, it's it's incredible. You get to build like great childhood memories. Um, uh, and he, and he didn't just like play in general. He played specifically. Like I can remember I have a picture of me at like six or seven months old, sat in front of like a stack on a chair in front of a computer uh, with like a little game he created himself where you decorate a Christmas tree. So it's playing jaunty Christmas oh music gosh. and you're just like pulling little colors and making patterns. And, you know, and he he made that for me because he loved me, but also he loved creating. And yes. I actually for my birthday this year. Oh, my goodness. I, I drew a story about a dragon and a, and a princess and a knight and like endless mummy dragon. And he actually took my old childhood drawings and I voiced over it when I was like five, took all these, these old drawings and my old voiceover and he made an animation and gave it to me for my birthday this year. Oh, oh my God. Like 20 years ago. Like, that, and I, that's I what cried. your dad did with you. Of course yeah, you cried. I was Why like, wouldn't you? I and mean, it was, oh, I mean, at, so good. <laughs> at that age, they put boots on me and I was squashing no. grapes. Like I, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to show you. I'll show you. See that's what Italians the video do. They put was... the boots on the kids and we squashed <laughs> the grapes in, 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 in the big bins. But that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You have to show that. You have to show oh, that. It's, but it was just, you know, it's, it's things, little, little things, big things. I think that's a big thing. But for me, it was a little thing because he was just so into sharing. Like, I grew up with like, and I also grew up with like a lot of like, uh, punk and queer culture as well, like uh, movies like Phantom of the Paradise, which is a very yes. like Winnipeg thing. I grew up listening to the soundtrack. One of the plays I I uh, I uh, auditioned for, um, I actually sang uh, Phoenix's um, like audition song for the audition and got the role because of it. And wow, so like these things you. that were part of my childhood that even Rocky Horror Picture, probably a little too young for it, but my mom used to work nights and my dad would throw on a, <laughs> a show that probably wasn't <laughs> as appropriate, but he'd watch it with us and he'd explain stuff to us. And it was always about like, like appreciating the arts and what's the art of it all. different and unique yes. and, and, and incredible and, and just, so you've you know, been a performer exciting. <laughs> and, and it, I mean, y'all yeah. can't see Raven here, but her hands are flying. Oh. <laughs> she's speaking. She's looking up to the sky. She's putting on a show for us here. <laughs> it's spectacular. I'm telling you. So you've been a performer. Yes. How important is that for you as, as part of who you are, your persona, mm -hmm. when you engage, you want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, how important is being a performer to you? I think, um, so, so important to be able to engage a classroom engage anyone really um uh, i used to be in plays in high school and actually after uh graduating this is a funny weird way that life works thing uh, but my mom was getting a haircut one time at the salon and at the same time there was somebody doing um wigs and hairstyling for another person and my mom being her uh just started chattering chatting them up like oh what's that for what are you doing and it turns out they were doing some wig styling and some hair preps for a photo shoot for this company called heather's pretty parties which is a children's entertainment um, organization here in the city. And my mom's like, oh, you know what? You'll love my daughter. She's, she's great with kids and she's really bright and really, really, she can sing. And so she trades numbers. And sure enough, because my mom had been in this hair salon, I got hired on as a, as a, as a performer for this company, oh, like doing, cool. running and facilitating children's activities, singing at live events. Uh, I actually even learned how to face paint from this, this, uh, the, the owner as well. So I used to do, face painting professionally i could do i could do a 30 second face and you wouldn't believe how good it looks <laughs> wow. uh, it was wild reindeers unicorns and so it was it was really really a fascinating time and such a weird serendipity i just love how your experience. whole family though is embedded in, <laughs> into this artistic culture yeah. of create oh somebody can do this and watch my dad do this it, yeah like it's, it, it's amazing to listen to you talk oh 
Oh yeah, it's it's it was super cool. And my and sad thing is I squash and grapes, but I never got to drink until I was sixteen. So oh. anyway, um, sixteen is pretty. It was pretty good. They let me drink. I used to have a little glass of wine with dinner. I was the only guy. I was drinking coffee when yep. I was a kid because a latte macchiato, but it was, mm. it was lots of milk in it and stuff. Anyway, yeah, I, I I'm thinking of this stuff. You finish off your degree. You mm-hmm. start working around. You're performing. Um, you're really getting a sense of who you are, what you gravitate towards all the yeah. time, right? And 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 what's important to you. And your values are coming out all the time as you connect with people. You go to the, I guess my question is, how do you connect to the school system and say, I want to be in the school system? Okay, so that, that is a fun one. Um, so I, after doing my, my thesis on uh, work, workplace bullying in schools, uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Like, I, I found that most of the roles that I was in, whether I was performing, being a waitress, supervisor, uh, brand ambassador for CBC, I was an intern for a bit there too. I, I seemed to have like these different masks of who I was as a person. I wasn't sure which one was truly me. Like, I did very well and I excelled in the areas I went into, but I was like, is this who I am or is this who I'm needing to be because I need to get paid? <laughs> and trying yeah, to think about what that is. That's and, everybody's dilemma, yeah, right? Um, and I actually uh, ended up applying to the JET program, which is a Japanese exchange teaching program. And I thought, oh, you know, I used to also tutor in university. So I thought, oh, teaching is might be a route that may be interesting. Um, my partner also apl- applied. He's now my husband. Uh, he didn't get in. And so I made the choice to stay here and find the opportunities that were here that would allow me to be with him, which is the choice I made. And I never regret it for one moment because I had such an amazing couple of years. But um, in the meantime, though, I was like, well, if not doing this program, what can I do? And a friend of mine was saying, hey, I'm a career intern, career advisor in the Winnipeg School Division. Why don't you apply for the job? You'd be perfect. Uh, So I did, and I reached out to the person doing the hiring, and I thought, you know, this is the perfect job for me. Uh, And it's one of those, again, one of those serendipitous moments where I'm like, I can't believe this this worked because um, a day after the deadline, I got a message from the hiring manager, like who was in charge, uh, saying, I didn't get your application. And I remember saying, nope, I definitely sent it in three weeks in advance. I have all the receipts. I have all the information. I actually took screenshots and copies because I, I really wanted this. Uh, and she said, I, I don't have it. I said, can you, can you just check it again, please? I, I, I swear I did. Here's all the information. And sure enough, my resume had stuck to the back of another person's. And if, if I hadn't have messaged her and put my foot out there and, and connected with her originally and let her know how much I wanted this. Now, do you always do that on a follow-up? I try to. Which I try is a, to. Which is a great practice. All I do the follow time. up, but this right. was a special kind of follow up. Like, yes. like you let me know. Like, I this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. is what I need to do mm-hmm. for that for now. Like, this is I know it's right. Um, but yeah, general general note for anyone listening: follow ups always super important. Huge, do it. huge. Do it even if it's just a check in. Hide. Did you get my application? That's like, all it takes. Some you know? time. Um, but yeah, so I remember thinking, wow, like this was meant to be. And, and so I, I ended up working in the Winnipeg school division for three years as a career intern slash career advisor. Um, and I actually worked under two wonderful people at RB Russell in particular. I'll give them a shout out. Um, Ms. Co- Ms. Cora Bell and Mrs. Lorna Dirksen, uh, the career mm-hmm. counselor and mm-hmm. the business ed teacher, which kind of leads me to my path as a teacher is they saw what I could do in the LifeWorks program and the World of Work program at that school. They saw how passionate I was about, about helping students find their paths, you know, whether it's their career or what they do after high school, wherever they go. And I remember Cora saying like, I took this, this, tech, this tech business program at Red River to become a teacher. You should do it. And I went, oh no, it's okay, I'm good here. And she went, 
no, you should do it. And she just kept saying it. You need to do this. You need to be more. You need to have more, have more um, impact, like be able to make these choices for students and help them find their own choices. And eventually she kind of caved, applied, and I said, oh, well, if I get in, I'll get in. And of course, See, that's I got interesting. In, I'm here. That's a mentor. That's <laughs> yeah. a mentor who just tapped, mentor. tapped you on the shoulder. We always talk about the taps on the shoulder yeah. and how important they are, saying, do this, do this, do this. Had she been there or yeah. tapped you on the shoulder, would you be a teacher? You think? I don't think so. Like, or they, you yeah. still would have been meandering. I would have meandered. Maybe it would have happened. Like, if yeah. this is your right place, I always believe it's going to kind of settle It'll that way at some point. It'll be there eventually, yeah. But there's someone who tapped you on the shoulder and moved. I remember writing an article about that yeah. and just about how important somebody tap on you in the shoulder. Because you don't. Mm. You don't always see what's going no. on in your life the way people outside see it. So it's powerful stuff. Yeah. That's why it's important to have that stuff. Um, have you ever heard of the term marigolds at all? Explain. Okay, so I, I consider these two wonderful, um, inspiring women my marigolds. Okay. Um, so a marigold is a flower. It's a plant that you we can have actually them plant around our garden. Yes, you put yes. them in your garden because yes. they help the other plants blossom and grow to their full potential. Mm -hmm. So they are they are my marigolds the people who are around me to help me grow and flourish and, and breach that true potential. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's just like that's a word a I picked metaphor. up on the way. Yeah. That's a brilliant metaphor. I'm going to use it. That's <laughs> yeah, a tap please, on the shoulder metaphor. Do. I like it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now you're in there, you've been in it, you've been in the mm -hmm. uh, applied business management program, which is one of the 13 programs in the real school division, yes. <laughs> uh, in the tech, uh, center here. How did that go? How did that go for you? Uh, it was incredible. Uh, I was actually so, I felt so fortunate to be placed here. I think uh, in, during my time in, in the program, which I'm still continuing next year, um, the Red River College, I, I think like every single reflection I kept writing about the importance of vocational schools and the importance of, of career, uh, career exploration. And so for them to put me in a vocational school made me so happy because I, I they heard me, they saw me, yes, <laughs> and yes. they put me where I think I could do like the best kind of work that I can do. Um, and these these students are doing such incredible things. Like they don't even realize it. Like yes, I was working with I them agree, on their resumes, and I'm like, why are you not putting down that you manage the the online market for the well, school? Like why yeah, are you not putting down all this thing? It's important things? for you. You've been in a career yeah. center or space where that was valued, and mm -hmm. students don't know how to tell their own stories. Yeah. And because you're a mentor, they don't see it. And sometimes I listen. I was working on my own resume for for a writing thing. I was I was working on, and. Um, I'm writing my resume. I'm thinking, I show it to somebody. They went, why aren't you doing that? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't yeah. see it sometimes. You need to show your resume to other people so they understand what it sounds like, what it looks like, or because they know you, mm -hmm. what it's missing. And those, yes. th those are important pieces. So your work's invaluable. So you're a career development person now. I, I love it. It's honestly like, um, it's one of the things that I really aim for. Like, um, Lorna was the career advisor at RB Russell and the World of Work Center. And I... I just adored what she did. And I realized that that was actually part of the reason I wanted to become a teacher it was not even necessarily to be in the classroom, like teaching traditionally, quote unquote, but um, to be in a role like career counselor or advisor or, or help develop awesome. and facilitate these programs. Yes. Although I do love being in a classroom as well, being able to teach accounting. If you would have told me like six years ago, I would be teaching an accounting class. I would have went, who do you think you are? That is blasphemous. <laughs> um, and yet here I am. I made, I made an escape room with accounting it was called on account of murder i'm like how did this even happen good for you. but it was no. so fun it's so fun and the students were so great and they do so much not only for their program but for the community and i think that's that bit of outreach and that connection to the awesome. outside world so important well I'll, I'll tell you the school system needs you raven and <laughs> the career development needs you so 
I, I'm, I'm glad you're moving in this direction. I think you're going to be a great person, a great, a great teacher, and a great, you're going to create a great space for students mm -hmm. to help them find their best selves, and that's important. But now it's time for, in our 50th edition of <laughs> the 50th Quick Cues. I'm going to turn that over to CJ to put Raven through the gauntlet. All right, bring it on. Raven, these are quick questions. Don't think about them much. Just first thing that comes to mind, say it out loud. Okay. <laughs> Dog or cat? Dogs. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Mm, yes. Favorite family tradition? Um, we take really just weird uh, Christmas photos that are sometimes inappropriate as a family. Like just... <laughs> I'll have okay. to share with you. I will shut that one down. No, no, no. <laughs> like, my, like my brother on his cell phone drawing markers on my dad, and my dad like has a bottle oh, okay. of beer or something. It's just they're they're just goofy and funny. Okay. What do you put on toast? Uh, avocado and egg. Favorite summer activity? Going for walks in the park. Messy or tidy desk? Messy in person, tidy in my mind. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Pronounce D-A-T-A. -A. Data? Starbucks or Tim's? Ooh, I'm going to go Starbucks. <laughs> oh, come on. You even worked it. <laughs> I feel like that's part of why I'm leaning the other way. <laughs> Favorite social media? Uh, probably Reddit or Instagram. Texting or phone calls? Phone calls. Outdoors or indoors? Indoors. We're in Winnipeg. Favorite genre of music? Uh, alternative rock or pop. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Morning or night? Night. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Greatest fear? Um, fear itself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, your favorite podcast? Uh, Adventures in Careerland now. Woo! Yes! Woo! <laughs> got it right! She yeah. got the answer right. There are not a lot of questions that you have to answer correctly, <laughs> but that one is the only answer for that question. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? This has been fun. Raven, I hope you had some fun on this. Yeah, it was. This was so awesome. I love you. You so are much. such an engaging person. We could have gone on. This is gonna. This is one of our longest podcasts because oh, because we uh, we just couldn't stop talking to you. You're so darn interesting, oh, oh, and you have so you. many interesting things to say. And I, I just think you're going to be you're a delightful person to talk to. But it's helps when there's a great host. Great no, hosts. no, it's. <laughs> I think you're going to make a real difference somewhere. Like you are, you are just a package of intelligence great thinking, uh, great compassion, great empathy, a great organization. And you've had the collection of experiences. We call them collecting your dots mm -hmm. so that you can connect them. And you are, you are connecting your dots now in ways that are, are real models for students about you've done so much exploration and you've done so many collecting, so much collecting. So congratulations so far. And you awesome. are, you're back at, at uh, the Arts and Tech Center next year. So we'll, we'll see you again. May, maybe, it always depends because they usually put us at new practicum placements. But I will be back to visit and I want to be part of the market this, uh, this December or November. So I'll be around. I don't think I'm, you can kick me out just yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll hang on to you. That's awesome. Anyway, that's our 50th edition. How cool is that? 50 episodes of Adventures so in Careerland. So yeah. we appreciate our, uh, our dozen listeners or so for always tuning in. And we will see you. This is the last one of the season four. So we will see you in the fall and have a great summer. 
because that's what we do in Winnipeg. We just have great summers. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.